So, question for you, Tom. All right. Um, how do you deal with things that feel like they're out of your control? Oh, great question, Brother Francisco. Thank you. I, I asked it very purposefully. Yeah, I don't I don't deal with it very well, Brother Francisco. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this question in and of itself was out of my control. So, oh, that's so fair. but no, actually so I'm dealing with question. it better every second. So every second that passes, um, I'm asserting my control over this situation. Um, and okay. my emotional state over this, this situation. So yeah, how do you handle when things are out of your control, Brother Francisco? Wait, is, is, was that an answer? Like, oh, oh, did I? I, I yeah. didn't really give an answer. You know? Okay. All right. Let's let's get to the heart of the matter. All right. So I've been reading. I've, I've decided recently, partially because of you and Nate, to yep. kind of take up a little bit more reading on on the the classic Stoics. So oh, let's go. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's always a good good way to roll. And there's you got to kind of pick. You know. Yeah. Um, not everyone pick and is worth reading. Yeah. Not all of the opinions expressed are entirely christian necessarily oh yeah um, no and we even had yeah. an episode actually kind of about that, yeah but. yeah but there's a lot of there's a lot of goodness there um so yeah so i've been reading uh the enchiladian as i like to call it that's just not the name it's the enchiridian right yeah uh, yeah the enchiridian the Greek. um yeah by epicetus is, is uh, epictetus epictetus that's it's great it's better to pronounce epic i mean yeah. i guess that's true yeah the epic yeah well, yeah. Anyways, Epictetus. So yeah. So yeah. so of course he talks about you know the the internal impressions and the external impressions and and what those do to us. So you know what, what? you ask okay. is the is uh is basically what do external impressions do to me? So what do things that are outside of my control? How do they affect me? And then like your question is how do I respond to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so of course he would say you want to focus on um, kind of dissociating your emotional response to external impressions so if something is outside of your control it's just that it's outside of your control you know and and it's funny because he really goes into like it's not just you know it's not just things that other people do it's actually your own health like you really aren't that in control of even your own health and you and i love to work out we love exercise so we we probably assert a little bit more uh, control over our general health and well-being, mm-hmm. but the fact is we can still catch a cold. You know, yeah, we can still true. get sick, get get the classic vid now that everybody's passing around oh, yeah. these days. Whoa. Yep, um, and we're not in control of that. Huh. So what do we do? What's our response? And my response is that it's not great. Like I generally get pretty frustrated with things. Mm-hmm. I'm not very good at this idea of like allowing myself to truly, truly be calm and uh, you know like process things probably in the right way and respond in the right way yeah and i'd say most prominently this last year and what i've kind of have a new year's resolution this year to be is in the workplace like receiving criticism Mm. for either whether it's like just technical criticism or you know personal criticism like i tend to have a pretty like internal mostly response to it. Sure, I, i'm yeah, not yeah, exactly yeah. going off on like little tirades or whatever but, you know i'll come home and i'll, I'll like i'll kind of whine about it i'll be like mm-hmm. hey johanna my wife you know like you know this happened to work today and it was frustrating and blah 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 and like you know she's she's kind and compassionate and she absorbs that but she doesn't need to yeah she doesn't need to absorb my my inability to kind of cope and mm-hmm. and there's such thing as justice i think there's such thing as like just response you know like yeah we shouldn't proportionality exactly we, we shouldn't just be like completely numb to that but at the same time, like, we need to kind of create, and he, he would say, you know, Epictetus would even say, like, you know, when a man insults you and it, you know, and this vexes you, um, it is not him that is to blame, but yourself for um, basically being vexed, you yeah. know, which well, vexation is just a great word. I love that word. This well, vexes me. I had a friend who, like, was telling me recently, he's like, you know, if people annoy you, it's because you're letting yourself be annoyed. Oh, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not... 
and you have chosen that those are things that you're going to let yourself be triggered by mm -hmm. and that those are people that when they do those things oh yeah because like you could do something that someone else that I know mm. could also do, mm. and it won't bug me at all when you do it, because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, he's my brother, I love him, you know, yeah. great. And then someone else can do it, and I'm like, oh, what a jerk, like, yeah. he never thinks of himself, mm -hmm. and yeah. Wouldn't it be great if we had, like, the healthy forgetfulness of, like, like, almost, because God, God is all-knowing, so he's not, he's not forgetful, but yet, I kind of think of it almost, there's a childlike nature to, like, the forgiveness of God, where it's like, you, or he... It's just like we do we do the wrong thing we repent and it's it's again it's it's just a crazy enigma that he's both all knowing and then yet like that's not you know we, well, we t go ahead that word yeah. actually forget is actually what he uses I don't know if you've read much of the diary of I think it's Saint Maria Alacoque hmm. um, but uh, or Ma uh, Margaret Mary Alacoque I should say hmm. um, the one who he revealed his Sacred Heart to oh nice um, when her spiritual director was really doubting that she was actually having apparitions from Jesus hmm. to prove. Uh, herself to him he said well fine have if this is really Jesus um, ask him what I confessed in my last confession mm. and if what he tells you is what I said then I'll believe you <laughs> so she went and asked him and Jesus's response was I forget <laughs> so nice. like literally yeah, yeah what yeah. you said like yeah. in, in, it was oh. just crazy to think but, yeah. but wouldn't it be great if we could do that for people because I know yeah. exactly what you mean like when somebody has kind of gotten under my skin even smaller things, think yeah, exactly to your point. Things that like wouldn't bother me for somebody else, like oh well, that's my that's my buddy, so mm -hmm. he can he can kind of I'll give him some slack or I'll give her some slack. And but if, if there's that one person or a couple people that just like kind of continually get under your skin, you'll you'll make mountains out of molehills all the time. And I, at least I do, you know. Um, and so I really want to work on that. And that's actually that's another part of why I wanted to kind of like start getting back to some of that because just to to maintain that peace, you know. And that's. It, Go ahead. You were gonna say. I was just saying, you know, just getting back to you know Epictetus. That's like yeah. the external impressions. You know, is kind of what he categorizes all those things that are outside of our control. Mm -hmm. The internal being the ones that reasonably we should we should uh, be concerned about and and strive to kind of uh, dominate. Those are things that are in, in your control. Yeah, regulation. So, yep. And that's like that's kind of that's not the totality of Stoicism, mm -hmm. um, because they it has its own um, ideas of like cosmology and. Um, it, it sort of has, like, a theology associated with it, but it's different. We won't go into... kind of reminds me a little bit of some tenets of, of Confucianism, too, you know? Like, there Confucius is, is kind of stoic in some kind ways. Kind of a, like... There's also a Gnostic aspect mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. Stoicism. Yep. That, like, when you... By getting rid of, like, kind of these excessive mm -hmm. um, emotions, uh, response... And actually, if you read into some of them, because I had to read a lot of Seneca and Marcus Aurelius for my master's thesis... They do come to a point where basically the best man is one who has like no emotional response to mm. anything. It's also at very all. Nietzsche, you know, um, Uber mentioned all that. And he, the only thing he, he, they said that virtue only exists, and we talked about this in episode with Nate, so I'm not gonna like bash it over the head, but virtue really only exists when you have removed all like emotional responses hmm. to anything. Um, but and then that frees you to like when you have all of that emotion, which is like the human passion things, which are lower to mm. you, eliminated, you're open to receive something higher, right? Nice. You almost like a knowledge will be bequeathed to you or you'll have like this sense of like fullness that just will be, and you'll, you will simply be virtuous. You don't actually have to even do virtuous things. You just are virtuous of itself. Yeah. So some of that stuff, like not a fan of in stoicism, but this idea of controlling what you can and accepting what you can't, yeah. 
I I highly value that um, mm. in Stoicism, and actually that's becoming. It's actually returning more. There's actually the neo Stoicism or modern Stoicism is actually making it quite oh, a resurgence. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, kind of in a response to the kind of you know you do you culture that like oh if you if you feel this way just like live in it like you know you define your reality. Stoicism's like no, you define what you can control. You yeah. don't define your reality. You define yeah. what you can control. Um, and to to back when you're talking about like it helps regulate peace like regulate emotions for like a sense of peace mm-hmm. and security um one emotion that's particularly important to the stoics regulating is anger mm. um seneca actually has an entire dissertation on anger itself huh. nice. and he says that the angry man is the most animalistic of a man wow. he says the lustful man or um the the greedy one or um even the lazy one, yeah. um, while he is being animalistic, huh. still like can rise to um, like can rise beyond those things. Mm-hmm. But a man who's truly like rageful or wrathful, mm-hmm. he even says so far as he actually becomes an animal. He has lost his humanity wow. because the animals immediately respond, right? Yeah. Fight or flight. That's like yep. that's all that they can do. Yep. Um, people might say like, oh well, look at this. They're like reasoning through. No, your dog does not feel like a true reasoned emotional response to your presence. Mm-hmm. You are what gives him food. Yep. He's happy. You yep. make him f- play, whatever. Yep. They either attack you or they run away from you. Like that's mm-hmm. the response. And so um, Seneca says like the man who just becomes um, like livid or rageful um, mm-hmm. about something, even in, even injustice, mm-hmm. he would say, um, is one who loses reason. And when you lose reason, you lose your humanity. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting, and yeah, I know that what that kind of reminded me of a little bit too is um, so it's kind of funny and, and just a hair of a tangent. But there's a uh, there's this one fellow I know who works in executive protection, um, so he does like he do, does like bodyguard services for mm-hmm. um, like senior people, you know, and Congress people and everything. Um, and and I've I've like had a, a couple of opportunities to talk to him, and he's he's big into stoicism. But for him, it's like it's part of his ability to actually do his job effectively because okay. he encounters like a lot of people that either, you know, are like throwing insults like directly at his face, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and he just he has to like avoid that like response and anger, even like like some really crazy people that like say some really outlandish stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and for him, it's like it's not just part of like, you know, what he should do as a person, but it's like it's part of his job, like he recognizes the function and being able to you know, restrain that, that more ang- angered response towards yeah. certain things. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Does, so I actually haven't read much of uh, Epictetus when, I mean, they, he was, when I was working on my thesis, Dr. Vodder gave me like 50 things to read. Um, but Epictetus is, he suggested it, but it wasn't necessarily one that I actually did read. Um, anyways, side tangent, but I know both Marcus Aurelius and Seneca do give some practicals for how to control your responses, but mm-hmm. I want to, like, in your reading of Epictetus, does he, does he give, like, well, yes, recognize, obviously, what you can and cannot, but does he also give, like, other things that a man should do, um, or how his disposition should change, or, like, even, like, practical strategies, or what would you extrapolate if he doesn't? On some practical strategies that you could do to control your reactions and emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, he hasn't. 
I don't really think he hits as much into the practical as he does with just like the underlying um, challenges you'll deal with things. So, but I think he would. He seems to speak a lot to this idea of like of of a philosopher man, okay. which to me, like I've kind of translated as I've gone through it, of being like basically restraint is equates to knowledge. Like the more mm. knowledgeable you are the the more restrained you will be mm-hmm. in your reaction so that kind of checks with like the animalistic idea yeah, too that yeah. like you know hey you should probably um you know try to act more like of your of your status of your level and then if you and he kind of even gives the example like whether you're a senator or whether you're you know a private i i don't remember how it translates exactly but basically like you know, he, he definitely talks to even like political and military kind of types yeah. of audiences and that's the more learned you are, like the more restrained you will be. And so he, he sort of advocates for just like acquisition of, you know, knowledge. He doesn't really define what that is. He might even mention a few people like orators of the time, like, oh, you know, okay. listen to so-and-so. Yeah. Um, he says a couple things like that. But I think the more like very practical daily things uh, he doesn't treat quite as directly, at least from what I've been, you know, discerning. Well, no, I so. actually, I think that is in a sense practical. Yeah. Like you said, the philosopher man, like knowledge and thinking. So like for your own direct case it was right reading him yep that's like kind of encouraging mm-hmm. you and motivating mm-hmm. you to do this yep um so i know it might be scary sounding or you might be like i am not a philosopher but honestly yeah just well reading in general oh yeah. is just good for us yep it helps our imagination um and we can it also we can like have feelings in like a reason context right mm-hmm. if you're reading like a fiction novel and the characters like make you annoyed or happy i just finished reading brideshead revisited nice. and some of the characters like really made me annoyed hmm. and other ones i really fell for hmm. but it's also like in a story right so i can yeah. feel that but then when i'm done i'm like okay it's a story oh maybe i also overreact to just people in general hmm. you know but similarly reading philosophy yeah. knowledge or theology yep both of those I think just they're food for the soul yeah. and and that's the whole the whole understanding for the Stoics that the more you give into emotions the more you rupture your soul mm. uh, from like who you are yeah. and the, the less you give into them the more you begin to like put it back together mm. yeah yeah and I would even say like for this particular text you know yeah again to your point of like sometimes it's daunting to try to crack open i know for myself because like my undergrad was you know politics political science and i i like to focus on the the social science parts even though i could have dived as many people do into into like the philosophy those are the classes that i kind of were like hmm not really not really that interesting those are like really interesting to me yeah and and some some of them were like i mean i honestly really liked augustine i liked Immanuel kant so there were there were some that are like okay this is pretty cool i actually found marx pretty interesting not for his he uh, is extremely interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean more his early stuff. And I know we've okay. talked about that too, like his, his earlier on writings, Vice, when he became like a psycho. Yeah. You know? Um, but uh, yeah, no, like to me, it was kind of daunting to be like, you know what? I need to, even as a 30-year-old, I need to kind of get back to the basics. Mm-hmm. And like, because there's so so much of this stuff is is relevant to just like, you know, kind of yeah, gaining that knowledge and, and then creating in yourself the ability to, to react positively vice negatively especially to this out of control things but yeah the good thing about the uh the enchilada or i mean the enchiridion is that it's only uh um it's it's a short treatise so you could probably read it in the better part of like you know 
a day without spending too much time of it and mm-hmm. or you could listen to it I, you know i found yeah recordings yep. of it on uh youtube even so you just find it by read by somebody but that's know. the same with um seneca uh, his work uh well on anger it's called de ira i think so mm-hmm. just latin for concerning anger yeah it's like 50 pages nice I, I read it in pretty much one sitting marcus Aurelius's the meditations mm-hmm. also not super long you yeah. could read it pretty shortly um or pretty quick briefly um well, yeah, two two practicals that they suggest. Um, Seneca says basically he actually outlines uh, a nightly examine, wow. just like Saint Ignatius of Loyola. Nice. You know, kind of the daily examine to both reflect on the parts of your day which were not great, where you f- have fallen and asking for forgiveness from God, uh, and places that you did well, and so as hopes to encourage yourself to do better, hmm. and then to see little points of God's grace in your life. Well. Um, Seneca says that before a man lies down to rest, um, he should remember um, every... He's specifically talking about anger again, but every time in which he got angry, and now that he is away from it, like, reason out, okay, what... Like, why did I respond that way? Yeah. And what would be the better way to respond? Mm. And he said it's really good because you will see that you get angry for both really little things and really big things. Mm. And when you realize that, oh, there's actually like almost no continuity to why I get angry. Yeah. It's just like my disposition. Yeah. Then you start to realize it's actually not very rational. Mm. Um, so, that's, yeah. That's interesting. That reminds me, and I'm, I'm trying to remember, I was talking to somebody recently about like, uh, and I don't know if it's Marx, but basically that the, the uh, one of the more modern philosophers kind of posits that anger is just a reaction of our nervous system you know that it's it's actually not even like it isn't even an emotion that almost emotion doesn't exist it's just like we were actually i I would say that's probably kind of also akin to like maslow's hierarchy of needs where like Mm. ultimately like what we're pursuing is like food security you know sex Mm -hmm. and then like at the bottom of that is like uh um what's the word i'm looking for uh, I don't want to say affirmation, but it's basically affirmation from like, like it's actually our lowest priority, like being part uh, of a group or a community. Huh. That's what Maslow okay, would, so would say. I think that's kind of backwards. It's that's like, literally the reverse of Aquinas. Yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of full of malarkey, but... Um, <laughs> Good save. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, I think that's kind of that same vein of thought that like, f- then then almost any, any emotion we would feel is more out of like this instinctive Lowest. drive. So we are animals hmm. in that kind of paradigm. Um, but yeah, um, I'm not sure where I was heading. Well, yeah, just to respond like to that idea. Um, so according to Aquinas, I know we're talking about mostly about Stoics, but Aquinas, he would say anger is an emotion, mm-hmm. but, um, it's, it's a unique emotion actually for him because so, um, all the other emotions, um, like do eventually find resolution. Mm-hmm. Anger is like only resolved in an action. The other ones can find resolution in an inaction, mm. but anger. So anger, he says, is either comes from being forced to be around something uh, you are afraid of for mm. too long, or being forced to be in a position of sorrow over mm. a lost good for too long. Mm. That both of them will then force will eventually stir up an emotion of anger, um, and it it is because it's a perceived injustice whether the justice is true or not it's perceived sure, sure. to the person yeah, yeah. and so their immediate response is anger and mm. it's only that anger really only gets fully resolved if they actually act out to restore the balance of justice yeah. um so we might get angry mm-hmm. and then 
just like tell ourselves like simmer down, calm down, whatever, which is good at times, but we actually haven't resolved it. Yeah. What I think is some people might say, oh, well, Stoics can't, they don't actually resolve the anger. Yeah, they just bury it or something. Yeah. That would be taking Stoicism too improperly, which mm. I think is what a lot of this like alpha male culture does. It's mm. like, like get rid of like the feelings, you know, just like man up, buckle up. Yeah. You're just, you're suppressing. And that's not what Stoicism wants to do with your emotions, actually. Yeah. They want to like integrate it in such a way that the response is like, you never respond un, unreasonably. Mm. Um, so the perception, that's the important part for yeah. Aquinas. It's like the injustice is perceived, Separate perception whether it's actually unjust or not. Mm. And I think the Stoics, their goal for emotion is for you to, as you're beginning to feel them, work your mind first and ask yourself is this a rational response Mm. to this situation if it's not then i need to control my reason if it is then i need to control my emotion Mm. wow nice you landed the plane there pretty well honestly on that note um if we were to close real quick like um with i don't know what's what's like a recent example in your life where you felt like you had to do it and whether you kind of you know swung and missed or whether you actually did kind of Uh tackle it you got any any sound bites there um uh yeah (laughs) um so i will not name names um obviously um but i was um at a yeah so this is back in january i've talked about it several times i was at the seek conference oh right i'm gonna talk about it probably like almost for like this whole year seek conference is pretty tight because yeah it was great um so I was there with the vocation office. Oh, sure. Um, and so there was some other monks who were there with me, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had gone to a couple of the talks, so I wanted to give one of the other monks an opportunity to go if he wanted. I was like, hey, man, like, why don't... He's like, I said, why don't you go to a talk if you want? He's like, oh, I haven't... I don't know which ones there are today. I said, well, like, there's an app, literally. Like, there's an app for that. There's know? an app for that. Um, I said, check that or the book. I mean, just like... He's like, oh, okay. So he's looking through his phone, and then he's like, oh, well, here's actually a talk you should go to. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. What is it? And he goes how to deal with losing. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? And he goes, yeah, like, you're just ridiculously competitive. You probably could use going to this talk. Sh- sh- shot, how to fired. lose properly. You, you, you could learn to do that. And I said, yeah. are you... Same, and I be asked, like, but Brother Francis would be like, but I never lose. Yeah, well, <laughs> I said, I, I said, I, 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 was, I was starting to get, like, really ticked really oh, fast. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Um, particularly because, like, I have had, like, a competitive thing with this guy. Oh, fair enough. And I was kind of like, um... I said, I just want to clarify, are you insulting me or are you just like joking? And he just turned and his facial expression was very like straight. Like he he goes, I don't know. What do you think? And I said, actually, I, I really wanted to like either hit him or be like, I'm sorry, you're the sore loser here, buddy. How about the last 10 times I've whooped your butt in volleyball? But I just, instead I said, actually, I think I lose rather gracefully when the competition is good. I said, oh, when cute. I fight that's with cute. people who, or I fight, <laughs> when I, when I, Brother Francisco just goes out yeah. and fights with people at Applebee's. <laughs> um, I said, when I play with people who like either are jerks, um, or who are just, yeah, poor sports, mm-hmm. um, or they're just like, the whole game is just kind of blah. Maybe I could stand to, you know, be a better sport. I said, but actually I said, I actually lose pretty well. I said, but I thank you for your suggestion. There you go. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, but actually, another monk response. later who was there while yeah. it happened, he's like, dude, I have no idea how you, uh, like, responded properly. Um, he's like, I was ready to, like, be like, dude, what the heck is <laughs> your problem? He's like, I would have hit him for you. And I was like, <laughs> so you know what? Yeah, I mean, I could get mad, 
But one, I was in front of also other people, so the situation is just bad. Yeah. Um, but you know what? In every like you know jibe someone gives you or every uh, we probably get angry because there's a semblance of truth in it. I know mm. I mm. have been a sore loser, and I've probably been a sore loser to this guy mm. at times, right? So and he's seen examples of it and. The, th- the thing that comes is people remember not often what we do, but how we make them feel. Huh. And so at some point or another, he probably thought I made him feel um, like he wasn't worthy competition because oh. I was a butthead about how I lost to him or how I beat him, right? You can have sore uh. losers. You can also have sore winners oh, sure. who are actually more annoying to me. Yeah, um, yeah, we've seen that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so I, you know, in processing later, I'm like, okay, you know what? What he said and how he said it, maybe not great. But deep or down, maybe he was actually looking out for me. Maybe he was ticked off about something himself. Hmm. Um, so I try to control it, but there you go. we'll see. Well, that's a pretty Did good you, example. Can you um, I, I mean, I feel like I'm having to practice it every day as a dad. Yeah. Um, and that one is easier because I just adore Philip and Gemma. Like, my heart is just like, I just want to snuggle them all the time, give them hugs and kisses. But... Like they still do annoying stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, they still do annoying stuff, and and uh, you know one of the harder parts is when you are like caring for them in some way, and you know they react in such a way that just feels like they're spitting in your face. You yeah. know, and and that's challenged as a, as a dad to like not want to like say something really choice in the moment or like grab a hand harder than I need to or something yeah. like that. You know, and I'm not mm. looking to. To, to use you know verbal physical whatever in any way shape or form that's a step even in, even a millimeter beyond where where it reasonably should be as a parent that still has to instill yeah. discipline I mm-hmm. still I still do have to like teach them what's right and wrong um, but sometimes that's harder than others so that's that's kind of a daily practice and I, I like to think that um, you know I'm just the fact that I care about that and the fact that I'm conscious of it is probably helping me you know stay closer mm-hmm. to where I need to be but it's it's still tricky it's a challenge and you know, we've been potty training one of them lately, mm-hmm. and that's honestly gone really well. But there's still moments where I'm like, "Dude, stop flushing the toilet! <laughs> like, you already flushed the toilet." But I want to hear the gurgling. Yeah, he, he Philip likes he just likes to flush, man. So yeah. anyway, well, but, then just the last thing is, I think that you know, taking care of a three year old, especially mm-hmm. when you want to get mad at grown adults, mm-hmm. um, you might it might just be that they're still reacting out of the three year old oh, yeah. part of them, you know, so. Um, anyways, yeah, so that's a little bit about stoicism and, like, how to deal with, you know, stuff. Um, if you appreciated that episode, please, um, leave a comment below, um, follow us, rate us on, um, whatever you're listening on, and, you know, share it with a friend. We, and we're actually, we're really working this year on really expanding the podcast, so Mm -hmm. please encourage you to, like, talk us up, share, uh, a link, follow us, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, um, because if, if we have helped you at all, um, there's a good chance that maybe, you know, this could help someone else mm-hmm. too. And, you know, we have no idea the just like the little things that could mean something to someone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, all good in the Brotherhood 2024. Let's go. For president. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> like, I would hate to be it, but like, I mean, you can't get much better than like horrible and bad. So, um, you and Nate as president and vice president. That would, uh, he, ooh. Oh, well, oh, I don't want to get into that, but that's... Who would be president? I think I would be president. I think you he would be, would be, vice, be president. vice president. I get to be sec def. So. Okay. Anyway. Good deal. Let's go. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening, and have a God-blessed day. Take care. Bye.